Pulpa MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, howdy. Welcome in to the one and only Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. How in the hell are you guys doing out there? We love to see you guys subscribe and, of course, download this episode. So thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. I have uh, my son, Aiden Kiefer, as well as Eddie Laird in the studio today to talk about a few topics that... uh, I've been getting some emails on, so I'll, there's not a lot going on in the testing world as far as testing new bikes at this time. I have some guys in South Carolina right now uh, for the new FX. That's right. We have a Yamaha South Carolina intro uh, that I am not at. So Racer X is there with Weege, Mitch, and the gang, and they're going to handle that side for me uh, this week because uh, I am headed to uh, a Loretta Lynn qualifier, a.k.a. a money grab. Um, so I will not make South Carolina, but we also have the Triumph intro that is coming up the following week, so we'll do a show on that. So there are some new shows coming about motorcycles, but uh, some of these shows that we do that are mashups are some of the best uh, ones that we have, and you guys seem to like it. So we're here to talk uh, a little bit about some things, and we'll get to that in one second. But first, if you guys want to do some shopping, go to RockyMountainATVMC.com. Um, you guys want to click on my website and click on the banner. That is the Rocky Mountain banner on my site. The only banner that is on my site. A very fun, disease-free website. Uh, so, yeah, click on that banner. And then what we do over here is we like to monitor what you guys are getting. We get a snippet of uh, what you guys are purchasing. And it lets Rocky Mountain guys know uh, that you enjoy this show. And it gives... Uh, maybe gives a little slice to us. And maybe Chase Cook for his calves because they're so big. If you guys don't know Chase Cook, he does race day live a little bit um, on the floor, and he is uh, a beautiful specimen, and he has huge calves, and it's it's amazing. So um, thank you guys for doing that, shopping at Rocky Mountain. Lots of things in stock. I hear you guys are barking at me about Rental fat bars. They're not in stock. Pro tapers aren't in stock. So they're coming back. That's all I can say. They're, they're slowly trickling in. You got to calm down a little bit. I know a Man, I get so many emails about handlebars or what I should do because I can't find a fat bar. I can't find a pro taper, but they are coming back in stock. I don't want to keep using that whole COVID thing <laughs> and the reason why it's shit's not in stock, but I think that's the reason why they don't have some of the stuff. So um, stay tuned. They'll be there on Rocky Mountain. So just hang tight a little bit. Thank you for shopping over there. And you guys want to get some new gear? FXRRacing.com. Uh, They've got some new limited edition stuff that's out right now that came out at Anaheim. Uh, they have another round, I think, at Indy that's going to look really good. Me and Aiden and Mike Brown shot some photos, and that's some of my favorite stuff stuff of the year. So looking forward to you guys seeing that. But use the code KKMX35 to save 35% if you want a new set of gear. My guy Eddie was racing the Mammoth Qualifier this weekend. He said there's a lot of riders with FXR on, so that is really cool to see. Um, especially coming from where FXR did. So very cool. If you're a lady, you want to look better than the dudes, I have a special code for you. 
uh, hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you that code because I do not want to let it out here because the savages that are males with a penis will screw it up for you ladies. So we don't want to do that. And REP suspension, just got a new set on my KX450 test bike here. Uh, Mark and the gang, Chelsea, they do great work over there. They take their time. They have good settings. I've tested many, many settings, a Honda, what else? Cowie, Yamaha, KTM. They're just not an Austrian WP brand. They do show it. They do KYB, and Mark does it well. He has a very extensive background in suspension. He worked at factory KTM, so he knows his shit. Uh, you can go to repsuspension.com and use the code. I'm pretty sure it's KK. Oh, what the hell is it? Oh, KKREP. That's to save 100 bucks off some valving, so that is pretty good. And if you have any questions, you can hit me up, and I can... Uh, refer you over there to Chelsea and Mark. Uh, 2024 sponsors, Powered Motorsports, KTM, Yamaha, Kawasaki. Special deals going to Kiefer Inc. tested listeners. Uh, hit me up and I'll get you in contact with David. Works Connection, Kiefer 20 is the code to save over there if you want to go uh, get yourself uh, a clutch perch. Uh, I've been up Eric's ass about making a clutch lever for the KX450. He hears me. We might be doing that. So that is very, very important to me as I've been riding the KX a lot. And uh, so if you guys go into ARC, um, maybe you get a work connection lever. Maybe that'll – what do you feel about that, Aiden? I got to see it first. He's been, he's been saying he's going to make it for years now, so I got to see it first. <laughs> I've face. been up his ass. He's going to do it. So uh, <laughs> worst connection, you guys uh, need a clutch perch, trinkets, whole shot device, the best whole shot device there is out there. Uh, Kiefer 20 is the code to save. 60 helmets, Kiefer 24. Save yourself 100 bucks off of ATR2. ATR3 is coming, and Aiden and I have ridden in it. It's good. And I, I don't think I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it. It is good. It is good. There's only a couple helmets I believe in, and the ATR3 is better than fitting than the ATR2. More comfortable. Mm-hmm. More ventilation. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bob likes me talking about it, but I'm getting you hyped up for it. It's, it's good. It's really good. Looks better, too. That's it. Yeah, That's it's all you get. More compact. That's all yeah. you get. That's yep. all you get. Uh, you get to... You get to uh, Breaking news here that's probably not going to be. We're going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> probably are. We're going to get in trouble. <coughs> if was, for some reason you hear 6D's not on the show anymore, that's because I'm in trouble. He was pretty loose with it that day. He brought it out. It wasn't like a top <sighs> He wasn't secret. really that loose. He, he wasn't, wasn't loose, bro. I mean, he was I a was little. There. I mean, he, yeah, but I you were with us. It. I know, but there was people all on that line uh, right there where we were parked. That's true. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, when the new car comes out and they put yeah. all this weird graphic on it so you can't tell what's underneath. It, it was nothing. I'm like just that. telling you guys, if you don't like the look of ATR2, you're going to like HR3. <laughs> so stand by for liftoff. I'm excited. And hopefully they said spring, summer, but I'm not going to. I don't know. I just know it's it's coming soon. So just hold on. Kiefer 24. Save yourself some money over there. Uh, Dunlop Motorsports, MX34, MX14. I just told Eddie and the guys we were at Glen Helen today testing. MX14 tire is, uh, it's a good tire. Dude. Like even in hard pack, I don't care. Aiden, you rode it today. Yep. It was good. Glen Helen wasn't great today, <laughs> and it's still good. Like, I had a 34 on earlier, and I put the 14. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I'm in. MX-14. So, DunlopMotorsports.com. Check them out. ScreenPrintingDone.com. If you haven't bought some merch from us, uh, that's where we get our stuff. Neil and the gang over there, they do a great job. Decal Works, official graphics of Kiefering Testing and Pulp <coughs> MX. Alpine Stars, best boots out there. Tech 7, Tech 10. I've been going back and forth all week, so... Uh, long test days. I'm a Tech 7 guy, lighter, 
uh, more feeling in the peg. Uh, you want a little bit more security. Tech 10 is where it's at. Oakley, Aiden's not on board, but Eddie and I, well, I don't think Eddie's on board. Uh-uh. That's sad. Oakley, best goggle out there, Airbrick. We got three different goggle brands sitting right here. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, house divided. <coughs> ETS Racing Fuels, you want to get some fuel delivered. I have a Kiefer Inc. code. Kiefer Inc. is the code to save over at ETS Racing Fuels. Get them right shipped to your house. Get a drum of fuel. You know, just blow out your neighbors with that MX-18, <laughs> MX-21. So good. Like, you want some more power, go to ETS Racing Fuels. And, of course, Renthal. They're on board with us 2024. Aiden's a fan of, you know what bar, Ben, you run? 839. Oh, good. Uh, our guy, Eddie over here. Twin wall. All he the is way. a I fucking six. twin wall guy. I'm out. <clears throat> or an 827 if I go fat bar. 827. So if you guys saw the article that we did on our site, 827 is the po- the most popular bend for professional racers. I saw that. Most of them are an 827. Uh, second is, popular bend, 821. Which 827 is mirrored a, a nine. It's almost like a 996. It's very, very, yeah. very close. Uh, I am either a 604 <laughs> or an 839 guy. 604 is a stock so, YZ bend. And 839 is what came on your Cowie. 839 is a stock Honda, stock Cowie. Yeah. Good bend. Good bend. It's just, I don't know. Like, I, first thing I noticed on your bike today, I felt, and it's weird because you say Too narrow. narrow bar, it just feels cramped. Like, you change Dude. the rider triangle. I get on when your you bike get a narrow like bar. hangers. Right. It, it, but it's, I don't know, for me, I'm a bigger guy, right? Like, 6'2", yeah. got big wingspan. So, I just feel like I got on that bike. Like, it didn't it hinder me at all. It just felt... <laughs> narrow like felt cramped you guys got bar questions we got answers that's a lot of emails are here it says handlebar question i get a shit ton of those so before you ask me just go to my website there's a shit ton of handlebar stuff up there uh recommended handlebar settings uh all up there i each bike what we feel like for your size riding type that's up there keyfranktesting.com check it out uh thank you to paul and everybody over at rental i'm going to go make my way over to the uk in june and I'm going to bring a video guy, and we're going to go visit the factory over in the United Kingdom where Renthal bars are made, and we're going to start from scratch and going to see the whole process of how it's made, what bends they make, and everything about it. So I'm going to geek out. It's going to be a really cool trip for me. I'm excited to do that, and you're going to see that over on racerxonline.com. And last but not least, Maxima Racing. Is there anything better than some contact cleaner or some chain lube? No, there isn't. SC1. SC1. I mean, 20, holy shit. Uh, David Martinez will spray that shit in his truck. <laughs> suspension cleaner. SC1 air fresheners for your rig. Yep. They got it. Kiefer Inc. 24. Save some dough over there. <laughs> Ronnie Lachine. I mean, that's it. That's all you got to say. That's it. Dick Dogger. Lachine. Yeah, that's it. That's a wrap. All right. That was a long way. Ten minutes, but hey, it was fun. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to talk about today, I've been back east a lot testing. We're going to explain what I've been doing. I haven't really talked about it that much. I've been kind of keeping it on the DL, but um, we're going to. Not elaborate, but we're going to speak about it a little bit. Aiden's been back there testing uh, a little bit with me. Um, he's been training with Mike Brown. He's been riding at the Triumph facility and among other places in Florida. So we're going to talk about the East Coast versus West Coast. And then our guy, Eddie Larrett here. Uh, you guys are asking mechanical questions. Eddie at KieferIncTesting.com. I'm not a mechanic. I'm a novice mechanic. If you want real mechanic answers, <laughs> go to Eddie. <laughs> Excuse the spelling too. Like if you say if it says you instead of Y-O-U, just it's just keep it moving. I don't do that. Just keep it moving. I don't do that in emails. 
Can we? I mean, you have you gotten better? Yes. Okay. I don't. I never did that. You didn't. I would text that. Maybe I never even done that through text messaging. Mm. I don't believe in K. It's okay. I don't even like when people just put okay. Mm. Like it's okay. A Y. Okay. That's how we. That's okay. All right. Well, mechanic of the stars. He's actually doing Ryan Villapoto's work right now because Ryan's a bitch and he can't do it himself. And Aiden left. Aiden left us and went to friggin'. Aiden left. Georgia. Went back east. Yeah. Aiden's his own mechanic back there. That's mm-hmm. it. God bless. Uh, that's good. And then we're going to talk about Ducati. A little bit of Ducati talk. You guys uh, have seen the video that's up out there right now. Um, there's a video of Antonio Caroli and uh, Alessandro Lupino um, testing the Ducati. And we're going to talk about some of the testing. Uh, just a little bit of the testing background and what goes on at those things. So I watched that, and I thought it was interesting because they're at uh, Assen, Aiden. That's what you say they were at? Yes. And that's in Italy, correct? I don't no, know exactly where I don't where think that's at. in Italy. Look that up Look that up while you're on your phone right now. Um, but anyway, the, the track, Assen, um, they've, hold, they've held uh, warm-up races there, MXGPs there, and the track looks like a fucking bomb went off. <laughs> and I've been there, dude. And it is... We're going to talk about that, what happens, what you do, what the engineers are like. Just a little bit of a background on some of that stuff. I don't know much about the bike itself besides what you've guys seen as well. Um, but I do, know, I, do, I do know some things like how the, the process works. So from scratch, from uh, when they start, and then how they see this through into production. So it's very interesting for me uh, to watch another brand uh, do that and uh, see how they roll this thing out. From what I've heard, Ducati is going to race the uh, Italian Championships um, this year with it, MXGP next year, 25, and I think in 26 they will be here for Supercross. And yes. from what I've gathered, and I don't know this for sure, but there is a already a top-name guy that's going to ride for them in 26 that has won a race this year. So... Pick your, you can. You got six choices. Yes, you got six <laughs> choices. And uh, from what I've heard, one of the guys that won this year is going to be a Ducati rider, which would be very interesting. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this is what we're here to do. Uh, next week, we'll get back to more uh, technical <laughs> talk with, with motorcycles, but I thought this would be fun and give you a little bit of snippet of what's going on. Okay. Um, let's start with you, Edward. Yes, sir. Mammoth qualifier. Yep. You guys know I'm a big proponent of setting goals for yourself. Uh, a lot of you guys reached out to me prior 2024 and said what you guys want to do. Again, I keep a folder of all your guys' shit uh, that you guys want to accomplish. I check back with you guys every now and again if I can. Uh, but the folder is growing, which is kind of cool that this is catching on. And <coughs> for me, you know this, and you started with me yep. two, three years ago. Like, I like to have a goal or two. Uh, for myself, and also just to keep you motivated. Like, I yeah. feel like uh, you're young, so I don't know what you're like, Aiden, but for me, if I don't have something to chase, I feel lost. What do you mean chase? Like a like goal. A goal? Like, yeah. let's say, it, it could be anything, right? It could be like, hey, man, I want to do this at Loretta's, or I want to do this at Vet National. That was my thing. Like, Vet Nationals and Loretta's was my two goals per year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have that? Yes, that like that is like wanting to do good at these big races, but also like my motivation every day is to just get up, work hard, because I feel like if I don't, if I just sit around all day, I feel like a lazy piece of trash, and I feel like I'm not accomplishing anything. Okay. So that that's also what motivates me is I don't want to 
end my day knowing I could have done this or I could have done this. What about you, Edward? As far you have a real job, so like, do yeah. you think about like things? I know you do other shit besides you do RC car racing. You have other right. things that you like to do. You're not like me and him, or just one dimensional, but like, right? Yeah. So obviously, my my programs, you know, spread pretty thin, you know. So, but yeah, I, I yeah, anything I do <clears throat> doesn't matter if it's bicycle riding, RC, moto, whatever. There's there's goals, right? Right. Like, I mean, RC is a little bit different just because I've done it for so long that my goals are kind of minor in there, you know, it's just to achieve, you know, say podiums, top fives, whatever the case may be for those races coming up. I don't race those very much anymore, but for motocross, yeah, I always set, I always set my goals high because I think RC, I'm a little, I don't want to say this like I'm being arrogant, but RC, I'm a little more, I'm more of like part of the guy. Okay. Where moto like there's is there all, like a pro class in RC rate? What is that? Like? <clears throat> so it's it's all broke up, but yeah, there's so I race a forty and over class in that. So it's not classified. It's basically like you know just off of the age group. So you have all skill levels in that class. Then so you, you have, have forty A B C. No, it's just oh. forty and over. Okay. So basically, it's forty and over. It's an open uh, motor program, and it goes like that. You know, and then you do have classifications like sportsman stock buggy, expert stock buggy, mod. Mods open again, any classification. So, but I do very well. At I'm going to ask you this. This is not an RC car podcast, but I'm interested in this. So, uh, okay. So, like the pros of RC car racing, mm-hmm. and they might be 24 or whatever. Or are they older yeah. guys? Uh, they, they range from 30. So, do you actually physically get slower in RC car racing when you get older? I feel like you wouldn't you, get, you do. You, you do. You taper off a little, but you have to remember, Why? like, a, because of hand-eye coordination. So, uh. obviously, your hand-eye coordination, it's just like playing video games, you know? Like, you're going to start slowing down a little bit, taking your eyes to your hands. But as much as these professional drivers, I mean, these guys are paid. You know, they're making six figures to drive these. I'm, I don't call them toy cars because they're way more than a toy car. But they get, they're paid six figures to drive these cars. So it's like anything, the more <clears throat> you have your hands on with it, the more you're driving it, the more you're at the track practicing, Okay, you're, you stay sharp, right? Like you probably notice it and all your years of riding, like you ride, 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 and then say whatever you, you know, I don't even want to say it, but you have an injury and you're off the bike for six to 10 weeks. When you come back, you're, you're a little rusty. Right. And then there's more, you boom, 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 and you stay sharp. So with RC cars, obviously you don't get hurt, right? Mm-hmm. You can't get hurt by an RC car unless you get hit by the thing and but you can still drive it. So as long as these guys are driving, they stay sharp. So you'll see when the like newer generation kids come and, you know, you got the older generation kids, these kids are like sprinters. Like they're super fast, but they're making mistakes. Is there any hot chicks in RC? Zero. None. Zero. I mean, there's a few. There's a woman class though. There's a few girls that, uh, not really. No. No. Really? They just kind of mix in with the categories. So they don't have hot chicks, 30 second car girls or anything like that? No, no. There's a bunch of freaking fat old men that are, Mm. Yeah, Chicken it's beard. There are. Zipping. Let's give it up for motocross. Giving of uh, yeah. uh, having some hot chicks. There, there is a couple girls that do race on the East Coast um, that are really, really good. Uh, we actually have one that races here locally too. She's out of Beaumont. She's she's pretty good too. But um, yeah, no. That so does your goals <clears throat> reflect? Like you want to go to Mammoth, right? That's your right. that's your goal. That's why we're here talking about. Right. Uh, but past that, do you have anything? After that, you're done. Can you function? Like you don't have a goal. Like so, how do you get up in the morning and have a purpose? Like what? How do you do it for motocross? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always the next one, right? Okay. There's always the next one. So, um, <clears throat> I I I want to go back to World Vets. Okay. Right. Like I I I feel like 
I haven't gone back since I let myself down there. Yeah. So I I need to go back there. And and I'm not even going there. I'm going there with one thing in mind to just go there and finish and have a good time and just say that I did it, right? Like cuz I feel if I had that mentality then I'll do better than if I go there and I put all this pressure on myself like oh I want to be top 5, you know, this and that and then you go there and you get your teeth kicked in because that track is brutal. Yeah. And, and then you, you know what I'm saying? Then it just festers to what happened to me last time I was there. So if I want to, if I want to go there, I'm going to go there with the mentality of like, let's go there and just make sure we're top 10 every moto. So this whole thing about goals and what we're talking about here, like it's nice to have a goal set and that'll get you up in the morning. Look, we all have jobs. You got to go to your job. But then after that, what are you spending your time doing? Are you, are you going to bed? Are you dicking off? Are you watching TV? Like for me and how I'm built, I need some kind of purpose, right? Uh, especially now that Aiden's getting older, it's getting more separated, right? Uh, but I need something to chase. Like I've been racing all my life. Most of us listening to this show right now, you've raced and rode dirt bikes all of your life. What are you doing? Do, what what drives you? So for me, what drives me is like setting a personal goal within the things that I love to do, and just so happens that only thing I really like to do is ride dirt bikes. You know, I don't have many other hobbies besides mountain bikes and these things that are tools for me for dirt bikes. So I'm asking you guys out there, what's your purpose? And, and if you don't have one, maybe try to set something up that way. So then that way, not only is it, it's healthy for you, you get in better shape, but for me, mental, like just the mental clarity and the, the, the mental wellness that I get because I rode a dirt bike. Like today, I was tired. And I, these are examples. Like today, been riding a lot. We rode Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Had some work to do. We rode bicycles. But then today, I'm like, I'm feeling a little tired. But then once I'm there and I'm riding, and then you leave, there's nothing that replaces that right. feeling. Like accomplishment. It, it, and and maybe it is accomplishment. I didn't really do anything. Right. You know, you went and did it. But like, it's a release, right? So. Yeah. I get a lot of these emails of you guys, hey, I'm I'm into it now, thank you. And I like to hear that because it's better for all of our mental health. Like yeah. we're here one time on this earth, not to get yeah. all deep, but we're here one time. Why not do the stuff that you like to do? And then still be responsible, pay your bills and things, but do something you like to do. It, it's it's just nice to have that with you. Besides, I see some of my buddies, I'm not gonna name names, but some of my buddies don't like to have competitive drive uh they're like i don't really want to go riding i don't know i'm kind of burned out i'm like why don't you set yourself a goal nah i don't really want to i'm like you're not helping your fucking self like you're not doing anything help yourself do something um so i don't know if you guys have a goal try to stick to it even though it sucks sometimes you're not going to feel good but you will feel better at the end of the day if you just stick to your what you're doing and that's kind of what you're learning too aiden you're kind of you're breaking away from the home a little bit, and you're seeing what what it's like to to make it as mm-hmm. a professional, right? You're getting yeah. a snippet of that, which we'll talk about. But the Mammoth Qualifier was at Glen Helen this weekend, uh, aka another money grab. It's not, it <laughs> God bless, Bob. I mean, Myron, uh, good, uh, yeah. good, good on him. But like, fuck, man, it's not as bad as as the Loretta one. But I mean, obviously, it's not that. How caliber. much was it? <clears throat> uh, entry was I think fifty bucks, okay. fifty five bucks. And then you got what ten bucks to go through the gate, you know, per person. So it really wasn't that bad. Like for, but I mean, again, this race is not 
Mammoth is not a caliber of a Loretta's or something like that, you know. So it's not as bad, but um, I'm sure he does very well with it, you know, because there's six rounds of it. So two in Southern California, four in Northern California. And I mean, I, I don't know the total entry count there, but there was a lot of people this year um, qualifying. So that's good. And, you know, Mammoth's getting, I think it's probably because Mammoth's being moved back up, you know, to, to being in the third week of June and in the end of June. So everyone will be out of school and so on and so forth. So I think Mammoth's going to be uh, good this year. You know, it'll be, it's going to suck because they're not getting the amount of rain and snow they got last year. So I don't right. think the track's going to be as good, but I think there's going to be a lot of How people. many riders were there on Sunday? I, did, I didn't ton. look. Really? I didn't look at the count, but the, I mean, that, that parking lot was full. Dude, it was, there was more this year than it was last year. Okay. Yeah, it, was, it was a lot. Yeah, it was packed. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, like, uh, so this, this mammoth is kind of, if you're not from the West Coast, this is one of the big races we have out here in California. Um, I don't, we don't have too many in California, but this is one of the bigger ones. And growing up, you know, in the 90s, this was the event that yeah. you wanted to go to, right? Yeah. And I've only raced it a few times in my life. I'm not a big mammoth guy. You're more, you like it more than me. Uh, yeah. I just don't think the track is that great. Being up there and the environment and all the stuff that you do past that, I like all that. Yeah. Um, but the track itself just is like fast, high speed, really high speed, choppy. So it's just not like great for me. But once again, you got to have a goal. You're doing yeah. it. And now you're on a Yamaha. Yeah, and it, it, it's a big. The, the I, I mean, I'm not a huge proponent of the you know the track. Like I, I don't come ranting and raving about the track, but I I dig the environment, which is like what you talked about. I yeah. mean, last year I went there, mountain biked every morning. I'd get up at seven thirty. I mean, there is nothing better than riding your bike up from the village up to the main ski lift up the top in that crisp, clean air with the trees. There's always like a little breeze in there. It's just yeah. It's it's irreplaceable. So it's like if think about starting your morning every morning like that, right? And then your day periodically goes through there. So I go there because I take my family. The environment's good. There's things to do. They have a brand new bowling alley. They got an indoor golf place. I mean, it, Mammoth's growing bigger, but it, yeah, I mean the track. Yeah, we could have a better track to race on, but I mean that track's been there for decades. I mean some of the best racers in the world have circled that track yeah. you know I mean, so a lot of these guys that race nationals back in the 90s they would go up there and race too right for sure yeah so yeah so yeah i'm excited for this year i i went last year i i did good you know i mean my first day was really good i think i went five five for fifth overall or fourth overall i was very excited about that you know i rode really good and i'm like got off on a great foot you know and then uh the second day was you know, I, I rode good, just got cleaned out in the first moto by somebody, got cleaned out in the second moto by somebody on the first lap. So you're like the Cade, you're like the vet Cade. Yeah. It's, so I, I, you know, played catch up with both motos, but I mean, you know, 35 plus guys on the track dead last in both motos and charged up to, you know, I remember what it was, 10th, 12th, rounded the weekend off top 10 overall between two days. So I was like, okay, well, that's, you know, I was okay with that. Obviously, not what I wanted. You know, I wanted to duplicate my Saturday motos and my Sundays and, you know, be in the top five. You know, there's there's guys I'm learning in this. You know, I got it this year again. There's a yeah. guy that just came out of the 35B class. Obviously, that guy is extremely fast. So, when they come into our class, I look at all the lap times. Like, from 40B winner to 35B winner, there's like a three-second gap okay. from those guys. So, you know, for me to that guy... Is like 
a four or five second gap. Mm. So like, you know, that's what I told you when I came home. I'm like, man, I got some work to do if I want to beat this guy. Right. Like he's fast. Here's a question that I, I don't ask a lot, but like you feel like you can get better. Like yeah. you've been at this level for X yeah. You've been a B rider for yeah. how long? Like a long, a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Do I you think feel my like first B class was uh, 2017 when uh, I started racing again. A lot of these guys ask me, hey, I'm 40 some years old or I'm 50 some years old. Can I get better or am I just fucked? Am I just going to be what I'm going to be? <laughs> no. So today, like today was good at the end since the end of the day, you know, we rode whatever, two, three laps together. Right. Like you can all, you're not, you're always going to improve your technique if you want to. If you stay like there's when I go here, when you guys are gone and I go here and I do motos, I get in a line mm -hmm. and dude, I'll literally ride that line the entire day. Yeah, you gotta move I'll around. never move around. Yeah. And then like so like today I rode with you and I saw some places I'm like, Oh, he's going here. Oh, he's opening that up. Oh, he's doing this. And and like I'll kind of when I'm motoing, I'll kind of go out of my way to miss some of these big bumps. Yeah. And dart down and make these lines and I'm like, Ooh, that was fast. But then I'm looking like with you and I'm like well, he's not using a third of the throttle I'm using. He's going through all the rough stuff, but he still beat me to that corner. Like, he still was faster. So, just instead of using all his energy trying to get the bike set up to go to the smooth line, open up, go to the rough line. So, you you can always learn technique stuff. You can always train yourself. Like, me and Dave talked about it every day, like, airport, you know, don't use the same line twice. So, just move around. Just I think it's, one, it's physical. As we get older... You're weaker, right? Because you're not, yeah. you're getting older and you're not working out as much, or maybe you can't ride as much because you work, right? Right. So for me, it's a little bit, okay, I've got to be semi strong. Yep. And once you have a nice base, right? I'm not saying you're going to be like, I'm going to do a 30 minute moto, I'm strong. Right. You're never going to be that way, I feel like, when you, when you get to a vet level. Right. Because you got other shit going on. But if physically, if you're strong, that is, that is step one. And then step two is making a conscious decision. On if you want to go fast or not. Right. That's it. That's it. You're going to know when you go to the track. We can sit here on this fucking podcast yeah. and talk about, I'm going to be good. I want to do this. But then when you get to the track, that shifts to something else. Whatever it is. Nerves. Oh, fuck that. The track is, is, is right. sketchy. Oh, so-and-so's here. So you have to make a conscious decision when you're older. I need to go faster how do I do that? And then when you're at the track, you focus in on, I have to ride harder. Right. Okay? And you do that while you're fresh. You don't try to do that deep into your moto when you may be tired. Right. I, I This is the thing about Dave. And Aiden and I were here the other day. Our buddy Dave Martinez, he's going for Loretta's this year. He's, this is his goal, right? Yep. I'm proud of him. He's doing it. You have Mammoth. I'm proud of you. You're doing that. But what happens is we go and do these these motos, and sometimes you have to really dig in and fucking ride hard. Yeah. Not just sit on the bike, twist the throttle, and do your, I did a 20 today. No, that doesn't fucking do it. Right. You got to be like, okay, man, I got to drop my time. So the lip pro or having someone time you, like you have to make a conscious decision on like, I'm going to try to ride harder in these two laps than I have before. Yeah. And Aiden and I got in his ass because who was, who was better than him? Uh, oh, you, your, your time. You set a time at a, at a, at a track. <laughs> yeah. Three seconds. Right. So well, we're like, and, and no, I, it was and, more than that at that time. It was like 10. No, and, and, like and Dave was like, no, he's fucking cutting somewhere. I go, no, he's not. I saw the lip pro. 
I go, you need to buckle down in and get your shit correct and fucking go and dig in. So then I'm in his ass a little bit. He dropped his time like six seconds. Yeah. I'm like, so that he made a decision. <clears throat> Before, he was just like, oh, I'm here to do it. Yeah. So you vet guys listening to this, if you want to get better, that's up to you. But if you do, you have to make a decision. I need to get better, so I have to ride faster. And sometimes you do have to push the envelope a little bit to get your body to feel what it's like. It's and, no and, different than anybody And when else. you feel it, like, so I, I, I remember the day when we were training for Mammoth last year on the SR. Mm-hmm. I remember the day that it clicked. Like, I was comfortable riding where I was riding. My times were good. I was still better than the guys I was riding with that are in my class. And I'm like, dude, I'm good here. And then one, one day I went to Glen Helen. We were all there. We were just doing our motos. And, like, my interest speed in the area one started to get better. And my, then I stopped caring so much about the break in the middle. And I started just roll on speed. And then I went back and looked at my lip pro. I don't ride except for the days I test. I do not ride without my watch. Yeah. Because that... That is your accountability, right? It's a race. If you're out there riding with 65s, 80s, ladies, pro guys, you turn this watch on, this will tell you if you did what you needed to do or you didn't do. So like at the airport, we were doing, I was on the watch, I was on the watch, and you're like, look, dude, I need to see more. Right. I want to see more out of that time. I went the next day, dropped it another three seconds. So I probably wouldn't have done that. Had you not said, okay, correct? you went faster, but, dude, you're still like 23 seconds off. You're usually only like 15 seconds to right. 12 seconds. I need more. I went out the next day, and I produced more. But right. but you have to make a conscious decision. Correct. You have to think about it, right? Yeah. If you're just going, I'm here to put in time. And, again, you guys listening to this, that's normal. You're older. Yeah. You know, you're like, I just want to ride dirt bikes. And that's fine, too. I'm saying if you want to get faster, these are the things you have to do. I'm like this, Aiden, I don't know if you're like, you're my kid, so you might be someone like me, but if I don't have like a, like a timer or, and I go to a track and I'm just riding and I leave, I don't feel like I've done anything. Right. Even though I might've done some laps, right. I feel like I haven't done shit. Yeah. Like I need something to be timed. Because you don't have nothing to like result back yes. and go, oh, look. Are you I like would... that? Or you don't care? Mm, so I sometimes <laughs> are like that. Yeah. I, but like. <laughs> You're talking about without a watch? Just anything. Someone timing you or a watch. Just some kind of accountability attached to you somehow. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Otherwise, yeah. or or what I'm saying is when we go out and we ride. Yeah. And we don't have any motos to do. We're just like <laughs> riding. Yeah. I don't feel I, as like as rewarding when I get home. Well, those days rewarded. are those, those are fine. Like, I don't think he leans on it as much. Because he he leans on you, right? Like he'll ride. You guys will ride together, and he'll gauge himself off of you. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at his lip pro, it's there's hardly any every like you'll go ride. Oh, Chris Kiefer did twenty seven laps today. Nothing from Aiden, but I think he rides. Either he doesn't upload it, or he rides a lot off of he paces himself off of you, right? Right. So you're doing times, and you're like, oh, I'm feeling good today, and he's like, oh, well, I was catching him, so I right. feel great today. So he doesn't – I mean, I think maybe when he's by himself back there with Brownie and those guys, you probably use your watch more, your time more la- that way, but I Does don't – Brownie time you? Yeah. 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 So you don't see, like, you know, he's probably going off of that because you don't see much right. lip proactivity from him as much as you do from, like, yourself. But So if you're if you're a guy at home and you want to get better, and I get a lot of these emails, hey, how do I get better? And I got arm pump, Kiefer, how do I get rid of arm pump? Look, dude, Ride. there's no fucking cure, dude, like – even guys that have arm pump surgery, they still get arm pump. 
sometimes. I, I dude, I had a guy in staging today or this weekend on Sunday. He's literally sitting on a thirty thousand dollar motorcycle. The thing, I mean, he had kit suspension, wheels. I mean, the thing. It was in the first motor. I mean, God bless had, him if he can do it. Had right? everything on it, and they're sitting there talking about arm pump. And I heard him. He goes, "Yeah." He's telling his buddy, yeah, I think I'm just going to get the surgery because I, I can't get rid of it. And I'm thinking in my head, like, if you're not riding enough, it doesn't yeah. matter what surgery you have. It's not, I mean. There's no tricks. You got to ride. And, and again, you got to have purpose-filled riding. Yeah. So if you just ride and you're no, there's no pressure under you and you, you're relaxed, maybe you don't get arm pump. You're like, oh, I'm good. And then you go to the race. You're like, why am I getting arm pump? Yeah. Because there was no pressure on you during the week. Yeah. Put something on you, a watch, and, and again, make a conscious decision. Okay, my time is a, is a 2.42. I got to be at that level or better. And then maybe that'll cause arm pump, which is a good thing during the week because then you're going to work it through all of that. Right. Sometimes when you ride tight or you're cold or if you just simply don't ride enough, arm pump will happen. Mm-hmm. Or if you ride too much. <laughs> I know that I ride a shit ton. And sometimes when I'm tired or I ride too much, I get arm pump because right. my muscles haven't recovered. So there is no cure. You just got to ride more. But today was a prime example. You know, I got really bad arm pump over the weekend. I think I went two laps today and it was like, boom, it came right back. I mean, I felt it right back. And it, it was different because it was more like a soreness of the muscle, yeah. not so much of an right. arm pump. And like my hand started cramping, but I just slowly phased through it, you know, and as the day went on, I was not to make it an arm pump like podcast, but like, that's another thing. If you guys (laughs) do get arm pump, sure. You got to ride safe, but some of you guys get arm pump. You pull off, try to help yourself during the week. If you're practicing, when you get arm pump, try to back it down, ride a little bit slower, but ride through it two to three laps. Like I tell Greg this all the time. Hey, get arm pump, stay out two more laps Mm -hmm. to see if you can work through it. You're never going to be like, lap one fresh Mm-mm. but you'll learn to ride with it with it that's what pros do they don't tell you this right they learn to ride fatigued yeah. they're like just because you do a 30 doesn't mean you're a fucking animal and you can last 30 minutes 30 minutes is different on a practice day than it is on racing but Anything what i'm is, but yeah. what i'm saying is like you're still going to be tired you're yeah. never never going to feel tired oh well, I, my suspension sucks i felt that bump yeah, it's a fucking bump. Yeah. You're going to feel it. It's just the level of what you feel it. And the same thing with the arm pump. It's the level of what you get it. Right. So, again, if you want to get better, make a decision, buckle down, and try your hardest. And sometimes that means, and going back to what you did, Eddie, like Eddie was riding better. We show up at Glen Helen, and he fucking wads his brains out. <laughs> right? And then he's like, oh, shit. And it, and it checks you, and you're like, oh, yep. fuck, this is dangerous shit. I got a bloody nose. My wife's fucking pissed off at me because I'm hurt. It, it's not <laughs> great, but that's the things you need. I told Eddie, I go, feel blessed that you had that crash and you're okay because it checks you. Yep. And you're like, okay, I'm reset. Sometimes that makes me ride better. Yeah. When I have a big one and I'm okay, I'm like, oh, okay. Got out of it. Yeah. And I and ride it, a little bit better. And it freshens your technique up. Like it makes you really think about, well, okay. It was a little later in the moto. I was sprinting because we were in the middle of that thing with Dave. And I was sprinting. So now I'm like, I've cleaned it up. Like, okay, my I knew where my technique issues were there. So now I make sure that I don't do that again. But it it slowed me down for a minute. Now I feel like now I've, you know, I'm on this Yamaha. So I've kind of learned a new bike. And now I'm transitioning. Like, yeah. I, I, 
I feel a little bit better overall than where I was last year before that crash. You're on a better bike. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I gelled with the Cowie. I really yeah, like the Cowie, but I think this this the ergonomics of this bike, mm-hmm. the way I have it set up with the foot pegs, the seat foam, and the bars, I'm more comfortable. Like I got on your Cowie today, which I bleed Cowie. I will always bleed Cowie, but I felt off on your bike. Mm-hmm. Like when I sat on it, I was like, I don't just riding to the track. I didn't feel comfortable. Oh, he's in, dude. He's drinking the fucking blue Kool- uh, Kool-Aid. <laughs> no, I just, I the way we have jacket? it set up. Let me get you a hat or something. No. Star Yamaha, I'm back. You want to start <laughs> Yamaha hat like Dave? The way, do you want to call your old daddy Bobby Reagan back <laughs> up again, dude? I don't know. I just feel comfortable. Yamaha's a great bike. I've said it before. Like a stock motorcycle, great bike. Yep. I prefer the old bike, but the new bike is awesome. I've raced it many years. Uh, it, it's a great bike. Yeah. Um, let's, let's touch on that a little bit. So now you moved over to this. We gave Eddie our test bike uh, to ride because um, I rode the shit out of that bike last year. Nothing's changed this year. So I was like, it'd be nice to have someone else ride it. And the new Cowie is here. So I'm putting more time on that. So you have suspension done. Yep. You have uh, a muffler, pro circuit muffler. Yep. And you have some mapping from a Yamaha power tuner map from the website. Yep. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really have much. It's got a uh, twin hour power flow kit on it just for, Easeability of the air filter system. I'm going to ask you some quick questions. Just give me one word answers. You ready? Mm-hmm. Which one do you like better? Yamaha YZ450 now when it's done up or your KX450 done up? Go ahead. Yamaha. Why? Better front end. Okay. Uh, when you walk out in the garage <laughs> Shit. and you look at your Yamaha now versus what you look, walk out in the garage, you look at your Kawasaki then, what, which one makes you uh, hard? Cowie. Really? Yeah. You get more of a boner with a Cowie. Yeah. It's Cowie. With both my SR Cowie, yeah. That bike looked good. Okay. Uh, you feel faster on Yamaha or Cowie? Feel. I don't want them at the times. What do you feel faster on? Uh, Yamaha. What do you have more fun on? Yamaha or the Cowie? Yamaha. Okay. So you guys email me asking which one should I get? Eddie's 220. B rider. He likes the Yamaha. There's a lot of... Now, this is between the 23 Cowie and this Yamaha, not yep. the 24 Cowie. Yeah. I have that, and you're not getting it. I wrote it today. Yeah. So you're okay, then, because you, you, didn't, you didn't like it as much, so now you're okay. <clears throat> I, I just... I When people say, like, and, I, and I'm a bad proponent of it, like, I'm telling them, if you get a Yamaha, be careful. The thing's wicked fast. But if you use that power to your advantage, especially on tracks that get really rough, like Glen mm-hmm. Helen, you can use that motor to pop around and jump things out of corners. Yep. It's great to have, right? We The 24 Cowies kind of doesn't have that right now. Mm-hmm. I know it'll get there. I know the more time that you guys and, and the people you work with put in it, it will get there. It will get to where, where it's like that. But it's just when I rode the Cowie, then I got on my Yamaha. I was just like, man, this feels like home. Yeah, granted, I've been riding it a lot, and and we run a pretty different bar width and measurement and stuff. But I just feel at home on my Yamaha. I like the power of it. I I mess with different maps for the conditions of the track, but I'm just I'm comfortable with that bike right now. Uh, you guys ask me a lot: twenty four KX or twenty four YZ. For me, um, I'll just break down the engine. Engine for me in stock form. If I'm not doing nothing, I'm picking from the dealership and I'm riding Yamaha is better. Uh, the KX is a slower feeling motorcycle. If you are, this is, I'm going to tread lightly here because it's a slippery slope. So for me, 
the KX450 is too slow stock. Now, with that being said, some of you guys are like, of course, 450 power. I don't want all that fucking power. Yes, but there is a um, a gauge where the bike is too slow versus weight ratio, right? So if you have a bike that's slow, it's going to feel heavy. And I'm on the verge of that with a stock KX450. Now, you rip the grommet out of the airbox. You put a pipe on the Cowie. It's a whole different motorcycle. So if I'm rating pipe, grommet out, KX, stock YZ, I'm going Cowie because I have power now, but it's more controlled and it doesn't spool up so quick, but it still revs very far. So I like that KX450 engine better. Now, chassis wise, KX450 for me is better on a rough track. And I will say cornering is about the same for me on each bike. Um, I have both front-end traction on the Yamaha and the Kawasaki. Uh, suspension, Yamaha is better. Yeah. Stock. Um, now, what would I prefer to race? Very, very touchy question for me because I had my bike set up really nice. But um, I'll have to come back to that because that was a, lo- a question that I got asked a lot. I'm going to race the Cowie this weekend, and I will tell you. If I'm pissed, I'll let you know. <laughs> but uh, we're going to find out this weekend in Mesquite what's really ruddy. I'm going to ride the Cowie, so we'll figure that out. But with a little bit of work, the KX450 is really, really good in 2024. I couldn't say that last year about the Kawasaki because I'm just – are you going to die on me here? What are we doing? Are we all right? We got the vid again? No, I just got a cough. He's he no, got the vid, dude. God dang. You've been coughing for two days. Yeah, well, we rode that day when it was freezing, and uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of positives to the new Kawasaki. Frame is nice. It's not as fast. Easier, more. It's friendlier to control. So that is nice. I will say some negative. It vibrates. Holy smokes, I fucking dude. hate vibrating motorcycles. I, I talk shit on KTMs, Husqvarna's gas gases. This is more than those bikes. And that bike's brand new we rode today, too. Yes. So I'm just used to it now. But when you come off of, I went back on the Yamaha today and rode it. And I'm like, oh, shit. It, it, <laughs> it's not as much engine braking. There's no vibration. I'm like, wow. No foot massage. But, <laughs> but the Kawasaki does vibrate. And now this whole frame issue is coming come to light. Yeah. So there is a, it's not a dealer recall. What are you doing? Not a dealer recall. There is a dealer bulletin. So the bulletin is check your frame, people. So you KX450 owners, check your frame, right? And they're saying, hey, there might be a crack. You can go to my website. There's a picture of where you need to check it out. Uh, There might be a crack because of vibration. That's what I hear. Um, Some people have read the bulletin to me and it says we're going to epoxy it epoxy it that's not necessarily the case if you do see a crack in your frame kawasaki will replace your frame okay they're not going to epoxy it but they're asking even if it's not cracked epoxy that area to prevent now i don't know what this epoxy is when you say epoxy, I think of half-ass. That's what I think. I think of JB Weld, baby. But, exactly. <laughs> but my bikes here are okay. There's one that has 30 hours on it. I have had no cracks, and I rode the shit out of it. Yep. Um, and this other one is still like eight hours, so we're not Fresh. quite there yet. Um, but 
So don't stress out on it a lot. Just look at your frame and relax. Um, so far, the Kawasaki has been uh, fairly durable. Like chain yeah. sliders are better. Uh, chain guide is better. Bolts aren't stripping out. Like in the Kawasaki realm of things, it is better than the older ones. So yeah, I think that. I think they got rid of the new in the new bodywork because it's kind of that seamless feel like a yep. lot of these bikes have. They got rid of the, a lot of the bolts that had issues. Right. So they they, I went over you know through your last bike before it went down to Cowie and I was very impressed. Like things are still really tight on it. That new lower style chain slider. Yep. The normal slider and some guys say that their chains uh, guides are falling off the sliders. Or like they're not bolted in correctly, so a couple of guys have had ones their fall off the chain guide. So make sure you lock tight it. Yeah, I haven't had that problem, but yeah, on, the, on those chain sliders because those screws they're just little M five screws. Yeah, I like to put a little red Loctite and then not like you can strip them really easy. Like yeah. If you crank on them, even though they're Phillips, you, you'll strip them. So I just red Loctite them, and then snug them up, and then let it sit for a couple hours. Let that Loctite take and to wrap it. this whole mammoth thing up, you got a fourth overall. <clears throat> Yeah, I went four, four, five. So you're 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 qualified. I'm qualified. I'm in. They take okay. five, so I'm in. Uh, so you're s- in. You scariest second moto of my entire life. Yeah, there. Glenn Helen. We love you. I love Glenn Helen. Yeah. Thank God for Glenn Helen here in Southern California. Because we didn't have Glenn Helen, mm. we would be fucked. Mm. Yeah. We would have. I mean, I would move. Seriously, I would move because then it would saturate Fox, Paris, Elsinore. Yeah. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah. And Glenn Helen's open a lot. Um, so thank you, Glenn Helen, but Dang. we got to work hard on some of these prep jobs. Yeah. Something's changed. I heard today that the reason was their track, their equipment broke both, both their tractors that they prep with broke. Sure. No problem. So, but yeah, I, we got to rip it. It just <coughs> rained in Southern yeah. California for a week. Yeah. I it was, should be soft. It should be ruddy. I don't know if they scraped the shit off, but it is hard pack it freeway. It is so bad. We got to change the track layout. Like it, it's a freeway. Yeah, I was there Saturday and it was awesome. Like I, when I saw Saturday, I'm like, wow, this is going to be fun to race on. You know, multiple lines and corners, ruts in and out. And I showed up Sunday and rode practice, and I was like, what mm. happened? Well, what, what, what? I, I, yeah, I'm like, where where'd all the softness go? As hard as a rock. Everyone's saying the ground's frozen. It's going to soften up. It'll get good. I, yeah, I didn't get good at all. And then, yeah, second motos. I, I don't put this on Glen Helen because it's just their track. They're not running the program. But we went up hills that you could, because of the shadows, you could see nothing. I mean, yeah. I went up two of the scariest hills in my entire life because they're, they're just square-edged, nasty. Yeah. And I could see nothing. You were out there on a hope and a whim. Yeah, and that's that's been like that for years, right? Yeah. Like they can't control the, the sunset. Yeah, but classic. like, I don't know. They just, I've been to a lot of tracks and I've been back east lately and they take pride. Let's say, I should, that's not the right word. I'm, I apologize. They take a, they do a little bit more work to the tracks. <laughs> not half, I feel like it's half fast is when they do it. I just feel like the, the tractor guy's in it and he's like, I got to hurry up and get this done because we got to practice Tuesday. Yeah, and I, and I don't know. Again, there's a bunch of rumor that their main tractor guy left. Yeah, and uh, I've seen some posts on Glenn Helen's Instagram pages and stuff that you know we had so and so and his and we were lucky enough to have his friend come help him get the tracks ready. So uh, there's definitely something different going on. Let's make um, Glenn Helen great again. Yeah, there, there's something definitely going on in in the track preparation and the jump faces are weird. Like there's 
like they drug dirt up, like today, like they drug dirt up the faces of them, and then they were like didn't know how to like a cut attack. them off, and oh. you know the hip jump never got touched. So. It's hard to please motocrossers. I understand it. We're a bunch of whiny bitches, but like I know how good Glen Helen is when they prep it good, and it's yeah. fucking amazing, and they can make it like that a lot more than they do. I'm not saying it's 100 percent right. going to hit the mark, but we can do better. If this prep was in the middle of summer, I w- I would. We would probably not even bat an eye at it, right? That that's just the normal summer it's just prep. Summer, like, yeah. Man, we had a lot of rain last week, and it's winter. It's freaking cold. Like we, right? Th- we, yeah. I don't want to keep harping on it, but no. yeah. Bring All back, right. bring back GH, please. Yes. All right. So Eddie's going to Mammoth. Maybe you guys are too. Hit up Eddie if you guys are going, and uh, he's going to cough <laughs> the whole fucking show. So uh, that's awesome. Um, can you hear it when I flip it up? Yeah, yeah. I can hear it all. Yeah, dude. You're going to shut hate. the mic off. No. How's it going to oh. shut it off? I thought when you rolled it up, it kills the mic. No, that's not. That's not. We're not that fancy, dude. What? I've never seen that. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, that's, no, a, no, yeah, yeah. That, that's a serious thing. Yeah, you, yeah. You, where did you see this? We, I used it somewhere. I thought here when you roll the mic up, it no. kills the mic. Every time oh. you touch it, I hear it. You touch that cord, I hear it. It's like a, it's like a gaming oh. mic thing. You roll Perfect. it. Perfect. I know what I'm getting. You got like a tickle in there. What do you need? I'm you need something down your throat? <laughs> Do I need to put something down your throat I'm right now? Hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. Uh, all right. We're going to break for commercial real quick, so stay tuned. Listen to these commercials. It's about six minutes out of your life. We're going to return and talk about the East Coast. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful T-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some T-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a T-shirt. You can get anything you want on that T-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like "Let's go, buddy," or "Free jailbirds." I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your Uh, Owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, It's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino. All of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, You put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So, you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's Ride 
dashengineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there thinking about buying a new 2024 YZ450F, 250F, and, of course, they still make two strokes. The new YZ450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. 2024 YZ450F is unchanged, but it is a proven winner has won many shootouts as well as the all-new 2024 YZ250F. That has won some shootouts as well. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. All right, we're back. Uh, thanks for hanging tight there. Uh, we appreciate it. Supporting our advertisers. They help us keep uh, the show up and moving. So thank you to the people who are actually uh, listening to the commercials because it does make a difference. All right, so I've been going back east a lot. Um, you want me to mute yeah, you there, Eddie? let me Eddie? step out for All right, see you later, Eddie. Where uh, are you going? Uh, okay, so Aiden, um, you're 18 now. Yeah. Oh, boy. It just got depressing. Ah, 18 now. So it's time to shit or get off the pot, right? So yeah. we sent him back east with Mike Brown. Mike left Alden Bakers, and he is now with Triumph. He is training Jalik. He is training Evan Ferry. And uh, since I know Mike, and I've had some um, experience with Triumph, so some of you guys may know that I've been helping the Triumph brand uh, with their production testing. I've been doing that for about two years now. Um, before Triumph, I was with Honda. Before Honda, I was with Yamaha. Before Yamaha, I was with KTM. So this isn't something new for you guys are freaking out. Oh, you're going to just be on Triumph? No, I'm not just going to be on Triumph. It's a separate deal from what we're doing here in the media world, the Kieferink Testing Media brand. So I help companies with production testing, and I've been helping the Triumph brand. So me knowing some of the guys there, um, it kind of left the door open for Aiden to train, and he needs to do good this year. So we sent him back east to toughen him up. And who else better than to toughen you the fuck up than Mike Brown? <laughs> My nemesis. Good old Mike. Uh, all right. So we drove back east. Did you bring me a Coke? Okay. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, that, was, that was a drive from hell, by the way. For you that people that drive sad. from west to east or east to west, that's gnarly. It wouldn't have been bad if that storm didn't roll through and half of the whole Louisiana for Dallas to Louisiana was ice. Yeah, black ice. Uh, it's gnarly. And it you is. and you big rig drivers that listen to the show that blow by me doing sixty in black ice, you're gnarly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we took the truck and a trailer, just like, you know, just Deseret family yep. and migrated back east. Uh, I took the KTM with me to ride the KTM Factory Edition. Aiden brought a couple bikes, and now you're in Sonoya, Georgia. 
That's my that's my second home now. Yep. Uh, you're back here for a couple weeks because we're going to race Loretta Lynn Qualifier, and then you got Texas Spring National. And then I will go straight back there then, probably for a while. And then you're going to ride. So you've been riding Supercross. Yep. You've been riding some outdoors. Yep. Uh, so give us what's, what's it like? What's it like being back there? You got to ask me a question. Like, I can't just give it to you, the whole thing, because I don't do – what do you want? I want it all. You want <laughs> – I want it all. Like, give it to me. Like, what do you? I want to know uh, what it's like to be back there and ride in the tracks that we all see. We're like, oh man, we're jealous of the dirt. It, it honestly, it, it, like I told, I told A today. I said it's, it's very depressing rolling into a track and it's not green. You don't have green trees and you don't have the red clay dirt. And you look around and you just see tumbleweeds and it's just dead. So. It's very it's very motivating actually waking up in the morning knowing you're gonna go ride good dirt, and then also getting to ride with Jalik and Evan, and then also have Mike there is is very, it makes you excited. It makes you actually want to get up and want and want to get better instead of what's the difference between here like when you want to get better? It's just hard. It's physically it's hard to motivate myself here because like we ride the same track every week and it it just gets boring, you know. So it's nice to have a change of scenery. And ride with different people, and also get different uh, input from other people on like just trying to help me. So, what have you learned? That's I guess another question I want to know. From what you know now, being with me, we've done this for many, many years. You go back there, you have Mike watch you. Maybe it's, I don't know who else is watching you there. Um, you're lucky enough, and thank you to the Triumph Race Team for l- allowing Aiden to ride there. I really appreciate that. I told Aiden, don't bother nobody. Be a ghost. Do your work. Get the fuck out of there if you got to sweep the shop do that like i don't want you to be a nuisance to those guys but mike you know was allowed for you to you know be yeah. there and ride even though you're on a, in a on a kawasaki so um wh- what have you learned is there anything different uh yeah it's a lot different compared to here training wise it's more of a it's more of a tighter schedule i'd say so you get you wake up in your morning you do your warm up then you go straight you come back eat and then you go straight to the track. You okay. do. I we I think we ride about like from eleven to three thirty. Sometimes I think the latest we did we rode till four. Then you go back, you do your gym workout, and then you're done. Okay. So it's it's everything's on a schedule. Everything's timed. Um, it's kind of like how you went to went with Alden's, and everything was just it was more strict. Everything is more strict back there than it is here. Which obviously you have your days where like it's not as strict. But you know, you're here it can be that strict too. You just got to do it. No, it's not. It's different. How? It's different because, like, you basically have to be somewhere on time. Here, we you, we wake up, and then we do our thing, and, oh, yeah, I guess we'll go to Glen Helen at, like, 930. Okay. With back there, it's you do this, you, you get your stuff. Right. And then you go straight to the track, and we're riding by 1130. Right. Have Latest. you learned anything from the riders since you're new to Supercross, you know, and – we uh, it was nice from Pro Circuit. So thanks to Pro Circuit and Mitch for building you a Supercross bike. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, real quick, what's that bike like? That bike, it's really good compared to my twisted bike. I feel like it's it runs a little cleaner. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have as much hit, but it pulls super far. Okay. It pulls super far. I Bottom really, end's nice. I like it. Yeah. Um. So riding with the good guys, mm-hmm. have you picked up on anything, or is it something you just always knew because you watch all these fucking videos and shit? I mean, it's something that just always knew, but it's more of just like. Just keeping the intensity the entire time. And then also learning how to... One thing that I am 
still not the greatest at that I don't know how to do is it jumping into pockets of rhythms and trying to get the get the hop over okay. the next one. So that's that's so you're talking something. about landing in the face of a Land, yeah, landing in the face of a jump and then having your suspension compress and then unload to get enough pop. That's something that I need to get used to still. I'm still not comfortable with that. Um also too like if you go table over I'm still not comfortable uh, going table over because it's hard to see the landing. It's blind, and I'm not used to seeing blind jumps. And then I'm not seeing blind jumps. Yeah, doesn't make sense. <laughs> seeing blind jumps, and then just also like when you get that little clip of your rear wheel on the table or something. When you hang up. Yeah, when you get a little hung up, I'm I'm not that. I'm not used to having pointy jumps. Right. And then when you case him, you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. But still, there's those, there's those ones sometimes that you get kicked, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, like loss of traction. I guess that's what he's trying to say. So when you watch these guys clip a jump and landing in a pocket and then having to three out on the next jump, which is very difficult because you feel like you don't have enough traction or pull to do the next three mm. because you feel like you got hung up a yeah. little bit. I guess that's like what you have to be. You have to be perfect. Yeah. Which is very hard. What about uh, strength-wise and cardio-wise, riding supercross, is it more taxing? It's not really more taxing. It's more of just learning how to breathe because you hold you hold your breath so much. I don't know why, but for some reason. I it's because you're busy. Yeah. You're busy on the track. Yeah, it's not so much of, like, weakness or, like, getting tired. It's more of just, like, your lungs get tired because you forget to breathe. And then when that comes, you're like, well, crap. Yeah. Uh, so we rode the big main track in Georgia – at the facility, and um, and even though it wasn't prepped, it's fun to ride. It was fun. That was fun. And you got to ride it another day when I wasn't there. Yes. Was it better that day? It was about the same. Okay. Yeah. Even they though, did. like, in, in East Coast terms, it wasn't, like, great. For us, it, it was it's better. It's still better. It was better than what we rode today. And the jumps are bigger there. Yes. Taller. I like that. Longer. So then, like, for us, it's, it's it keeps the lap more fun. Yes. So you have you have more fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just when I go back east, I get jealous of you guys because you guys have such great dirt. The bikes act differently, and that's kind of what I've been trying to to change within my uh, business here. Is I'm trying to go back east more and and ride and do different things because I know the bikes react differently back there. Um, have you noticed any of that? Because you've been on Supercross more, but you went to Florida and rode WW on an outdoor day. How was that? <laughs> Yeah, so my so right here stock a stock carry suspension feels stiff. Yeah, feels really stiff. The next when we went to Florida, and I rode two days in Florida. The first day, um, it still it felt stiff, but it rained like an inch overnight. We went back. My stuff felt soft. Really, it felt really soft. Grabby, just really grabby, soft. Uh, I was kind of freaking out a little bit for some reason. I don't know why, but I thought they changed their fork setting or something, which they didn't. It's yeah. the same bike that I rode the intro. Right. Yeah, it's just you guys got grabbier dirt. It's deeper. Uh, I think you got to line up your wheels more there. You can, it's the track is not open like here. We can move around out to in, in to out, and there you're kind of you're locked in for a while. You can still move like you can still move around, but it's not as uh, I would say common as it is here. What I notice about East Coast when we coming into a corner, we'll have a rut maybe twenty, thirty feet, maybe forty, fifty feet into a corner and then you got some bumps in those ruts to keep your chassis inside that and going fast is difficult 
Because here you can just haul ass, slam on the brakes, and get in the rut. Here you gotta you really like, gotta like massage your throttle yeah. when you come into a turn. Right. Like burp, 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 and then get on the gas. Yeah. So, um, how's Mike? What's what's Mike like? Uh, so to everyone else, he's shy. But when you get around him and you get him around Jalik, uh, me, Jalik, and like some of the guys at the shop, he just talks shit the entire time. Just talk shit to you. Just talk sh- not not talk shit on me. Just like we all just banter and talk shit. They calling you a, a vagina because you suck at supercross? Uh, no, no one really. No one really called anyone like a. No one really ju- like. No one really judges each other on like how riding. Like that's the that's the nice part. It's like, uh, no, yeah, no one really judges on on riding. So they're not talking shit on your ride because they're just starting out. No, yeah, no, they don't. So, no one's really talking shit on anyone riding. So you've had a little time on supercross, and you see yourself getting better. Uh, I did. So I did. Uh, the last two days that I did, I I did find myself getting uh getting a lot better. My times dropped, but the first two days was rough. I was still scared a little bit. Um, how's your whoops? They're better now, baby. I love the whoops now. Jeez. I love them shits, dude. You want to you want to join in on this conversation, or you just yeah, you just gonna sit there? Oh, Jesus, dude. Uh, so the whoops are you learning? Did he teach you anything about the whoops? Yeah, was just like here I you did, go for it. It's more he he got more in depth with it, and from the last time I did when you and Carson like, just hit the damn things, dude. <laughs> just hit the damn things. You'll figure That's it out. That's bullshit. Me and Carson tried to help you. Carson we- didn't really try to help. Carson was just like, dude, just do this, and then he showed me. And I'm like, dude, I can't replicate what you just did. Right. But no, he did get more in depth with it. It's more of a <clears throat> little more comfort to me now. Like every time. I come into a whoop section. I'm not dreading it and thinking about the whole time of the track. I'm like, oh, here we go. Like this is probably like my favorite part of the track. And there's only nine whoops this year. Yeah, and they're not as big. So uh, another topic that comes up a lot in this grand scheme of amateur racing. Look at the amateur motocross world is ever evolving. And <coughs> look at I'm a parent with a kid in it. Very difficult for me to follow. Uh, if I want my kid to succeed, I have to go to these certain races and do these things. Now with futures going out it's very important all these manufacturers want to see kids ride futures uh which is fine i understand that it's actually a great platform for these kids to learn and it's a great platform for the manufacturers to look at the kids but also it's taking away from some of these other motocross races that are coming uh that are out there right now that used to be the big races and we'd have several of these during the year and that would kind of judge of how the kid is well now these motocross races aren't as uh, I guess the word is like they're not looking, the manufacturers aren't looking at these featured events or these major amateur events because futures is taking over. Yeah. So now you have parents, okay, or kids uh, riding futures, and then nope, we got to go leave futures supercross, and we got to go ride this outdoor race. You know, mm. it's just a very difficult thing for parents to go back and forth on and to spend money on because yep. you got to do two different disciplines and it's harder on the rider. And then you got to decide which races are important. So I'm finding out that fuck motocross. Everything is supercross. You should be riding supercross eight months out of the year and then go race Loretta's. That's what I'm learning. Yeah. Which is lame to me. Oh, we have a couple combines race those. Yeah. Oh, so now you want me to race outdoors. Yeah. Um, we got to find some kind of series or happy medium. I don't know what it is, but if they want these kids to ride futures, great. But then we need to say, okay, there's three future races a year. 
put those future races, just like we're doing super motocross, those three future races, and then pick three major amateur motocross races, Texas, Mammoth, Loretta's, and then two combines, and make that a whole fucking series. Make that a series. Here's the amateur mo- super motocross series. You got the supercross, you got the outdoors, and then you're going to do a combine. And then put some points involved, and then it, it, there's a fucking path for us parents. Like, I can't predict where I need to go. Texas, Freestone, that was a major. Oh, no, we don't care about that anymore. What? Or, hey, put, you need to ride Futures. Well, my kid just started riding. Okay, I put him out there. He gets fucking 10th. Well, your kid sucks at Supercross. We're not going to help you. What? Like, you got to help us out a little bit. It's changed a lot, obviously, since I was in the amateur mechanic scene. Like, back then, there was none of this, obviously, right? So, But we we would go to five, six major events a year. Which is fine. And and that's, like, because, like you said, you knew where to go. You, you, there was no like, oh, do we go to Mosier? Do we not go to Mosier? Do we go to Whitney? Do we not go? To, you knew you went to, back then, it was Whitney. The very next weekend was Mosier. So right. that's now right. a Freestone and Springadine. Yeah. Then you went to w- Las Vegas World Minis. Yeah. Ponca. Most guys would go to Mammoth, then Ponca and Loretta's. That was your five major events. And if you events. did good, you're probably going to get a ride. I mean, right. almost guaranteed. So now, like... I, I'm I'm at the level now, and I'm a very transparent person. I want Aiden to go win everything we go race this year, and I feel like that shows these guys, hey, Aiden is hireable. Right. And I thought this whole thing was about selling motorcycles. Hiring kids, hiring adults, professional racers, I'm hiring you to sell product. Right. That's why we're here. I'm helping, you know. Right. Uh, is, I feel like Aiden is very marketable. He comes from a breed of, of you know, right. racers. Like, uh, so you have to be a little bit marketable. You have to race good. And, of course, I understand you got to be a good supercross. Right. But you're also pushing these kids harder. And they're, and they're going from supercross to motocross <laughs> and doing all these different disciplines in a hurry, which I feel like maybe they shouldn't do. Right. Or they're like, hey, if Aiden goes out there and gets eighth, he just sucks. You know, or, you know, you got Juju's and Deegan's and all these guys that go kill it. Hire right. that guy. Right. But the kids in fourth and fifth, nah, we're good. We're over. So now that kid's going to be a privateer for two and a half fucking years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just a very possibly, difficult Possibly thing. not make it. Right. Because of it. So I, I see just, I mean, sitting at 30,000 feet looking at this, I see some kind of futures combine program that becomes the face of amateur motocross. So it's going to turn into like a Ricky Carmichael university. So it's not good. I mean, to selected few are going to actually race on the night of a supercross on a Saturday night or race on, on a national day with the futures. Right. But I see them starting these, like, like Ricky has a Daytona where the day after the race, all these amateur kids come in and they race for two or three days, which some of these stadiums, they can't do it, obviously. But I think they're going to try to t- transition into that type of program. They like, just need to say, they need to be very transparent <clears throat> in what races are important. If Okay, let's say you're a family and you're trying to make it, right? What are the races you need to go to? Have it out there for people, man. Right. Here are the big races for us. 
uh, we want you to go X, Y, Z. These right. are the races right here. You got to go to these races. This is where we're going to be. We're going to be watching. Here we are. Right. This is where we're at. Right. And then you have these other less important races. Okay. Have a better roadmap. Yeah. There is the roadmap is there, but <laughs> you kind of have to know where to go or know someone to find it. Yeah. Or you have to be involved in our sport for so long. You already kind of know. And that's that's where I've seen it. Like the program getaway. My last amateur year was 2009, I believe, with Baggett. That's where I've for, – so from then to now, now that I'm with Aiden doing some of these events, there's no – like, for instance, um, the AZ Open. Like, yeah. I used to go to that race back in the day. Team Green Truck, full parts of poor. It's died down. Everything. You go there now, and it's like yeah. there's nothing. It's a glorified like it's, local it's, race. It's a glorified local race. Yeah. But it pays like a national. Right. Like, it paid very well. But then when well. you do good, you're like, yeah, we don't really care about that one. Yeah, um, but oh. at, at some point, you know, I mean, people are going to look at your resume. You know, like, they're going to go back and look at, okay, well, what did Aiden Kiefer do this year? Oh, shoot, he won here, won there. Mm. Boom, boom, boom. You know, so even though it's not, like, maybe Team Green's not looking at it or whatever, like, Team Green's not going to hire him as a professional racer. So I think if, if someone at Team Green, I'm not going to use names, but if someone at Team Green said, ah, we don't care about that race. But then as we found yesterday, that individual didn't care about that race. But then we walk into another place where he could potentially ride as a professional. Right. And that person said, oh, yeah, we're going to be there. We're going to have all the pipes, whatever right. you need. So, so yeah, it might not be big for that one easy. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be big for them, but. The yeah. person you want to ride for is saying, yes, we're bringing right. everything. Come see us if you it's need It's just anything. frustrating so, as a parent that's in for this sure. that doesn't have a shit ton of money that right. I have to go to these races with you. Yeah. I don't split up my family to go live your life, right? right? I'm not splitting up me and mom and all this shit to go do this. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do it at a, at a respectable level mm-hmm. and, a, and a, not to blow our whole life income on this, but like just a little bit of guidance and, and knowledge would help. You know, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Just like, yeah. I need a little bit of help. And I'm not trying to go out and throw my kid in Supercross so he fucking kills himself yeah, you know, no. for, a, for a ride. Like, you know, I want Aiden to do good. I want to put him out there and do good. If he right. got a top five to me, that's great. Yeah. That shows, hey, he could probably ride it. I know you can ride Supercross. Honestly, your technique invites that more than outdoors for me. Right. I feel like you will be good at it. So the whole reason for Aiden to go back east was to learn to ride supercross on good dirt and ride with good guys. So, but that's what I'm learning as I, as you went back there, I'm like, Oh shit, we need to be back here now. Now go back there. It's just a very difficult structure for amateur motocross families. Yeah. And, and especially middle-class. Yeah. It's a wrap. If you're middle-class, you're fucked. Yeah. It's you, you're not going to hit all the events. You're done. You got to pick. You going to mini O's? No, I'm not because it's fucking expensive. And I'm not traveling all the way back east yeah. on Thanksgiving. Like, hey, you going to Daytona, Ricky Carmichael? Well, uh, I don't know. Am I? Because I got to be in Texas the next four th- days th- later. Yeah. Like, uh, help me out. Like, yeah, I think they, there's a lot of like, oh, well, we're just going to do this. And, but, you know, there's that. And they kind of schedule everything. Like, I was looking at the schedule. Like, originally, it was like Daytona when we were going to do futures. So it was like Daytona futures. Saturday night, we're in the freaking truck and we're headed. To, to um, right. Freestone. And then it's like, if you're going to do Spring of Ding, then it's Freestone. Your five, six days is Freestone with 
$7,000 down the drain and then go over to Springadine, spend another $6,000 in five days. It's just, you, you better have some kind of well or, yeah, I don't, we only got cactuses up here. We don't yeah. got trees, so I mean, we're screwed. Yeah, and just, Joshua trees. Yeah, we got Joshua trees. I don't know if those things spit money out, but. But Aiden will be back there back east. We're going to leave him back there with Brownie and the guys to train for Loretta's. So that's our goal. Still, our goal is to ride all of these big amateur races that we think are important. And then Supercross is there. Great. If we get in and we ride it, awesome. If not, we're going to go do that all the futures next year. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's a safe, nice way. You can still go there next year, ride A class in and these amateur races and go ride these futures and combines. And if you do good, that should be good enough. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not, fuck, man, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I it's, mean, I, I, future futures as a B rider. I don't. I, they don't, I don't pay points anyway. I don't see much. Yeah, I don't see much. I mean, val the value would be like. The oh, value yeah. is to go He's, try it and race right. it, get the nerves out, gate drops. That's <laughs> the value for B class to go right. learn that. Right. Valid. Understood. Right. Tried to sign them up for St. Louis. Uh, they're out. Can't sign up. Mm. Full. Okay, so we're fucked. Mm. So I'm out on that. Yeah. So the next one, I don't know. We'll we'll get Combine. back to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in this gray area. We're here. We're going to go to these races. We're going to try to do our best we can. And if uh, manufacturers can't see that Aiden's worth it, then I don't know what else to do. Yeah. So. And, I, and I'm not a loud parent. I'm not in the people's asses. We're here. We're racing. They know how to get a hold of me. Yeah. Like, I'm just chill. Yep. Like, I want to be out here racing and riding dirt bikes. That's what we're here yeah. to do. I'm not going up to dudes, so you need to hire my kid because I'm not that way. Yeah. So, and I think some of those people get those rides because they're like that. Yeah. You should do this, you know. And we're never going to buy our way on a team for Hell us. No. We're just not going to do that. One, I'm not in a position to do that, and I'm just not going to do that. And I cannot. Not to say that that's not okay to do because, hey, you have the disposable income and you want to get on a team and that right. maybe will get you bump started good for you right. that might work i know a couple of riders that have done that benny has done that and it's worked for benny yep uh i know another rider but i won't shouldn't say but like it's worked yeah so it almost it almost puts more pressure on you though because you just paid for this ride and you're like oh i mean you're i mean yeah whatever honestly it's no pressure on you because you paid for your ride i feel yeah. like i feel like it'd be more pressure because then like you don't want to be known as the the person that paid for riding goes out and gets a 15th at your local amateur race. But honestly, like, here's the thing. <laughs> if you do better than that, that looks then even it, better it than It looks you. better, yes. Because I think most of the people out there that think that maybe are not attached to our sport that say, oh, so-and-so paid for a ride, they expect them to suck yeah. because you had to pay your way in, right? right. Yeah. But if you're just trying to bump start your way in the door – that's not a bad way to do it, and it's even better if you're actually okay of a rider. Yeah. But it's just rare to find that. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, we're here to do it the old-fashioned way. Here's what we got. I hope it works. You're a good rider. Here's what Aiden has to offer. And then that's it. Yeah. So it's just it's just weird. So uh, we're learning all of it right now. So uh, we're, we're in deep with it. Um, so you parents out there that are listening, that you're in it, I feel you. It's, it's a, it's a difficult thing to, uh, <laughs> to navigate. I'm learning day by day as well. And I'm in the fucking industry and I'm still learning about it. So that should tell you something. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Last bit of thing here, uh, that I want to talk about is the Ducati. 
If you guys have been watching this, uh, this has been uh, going on the last few months. Uh, they revealed the bike uh, not too long ago. Davy Coombs went out there and checked it out. There's uh, photos all over. If you haven't seen it, you must be living on a rock. There's a video that just came out that we talked about on the top of the show. Did you find out where Assen was? Uh, we're going to get so much shit about this. That I we're don't, dumb so asses. So come to find out, it's not Assen. Oh. It's Lombardia. Oh, Lomb- I see. I knew the track. When you said Aston, I'm like, yeah, no, Aston is the one that they made in the the Lombardia. Yeah, yeah, Lombardia is on the MXGP schedule. Aston is the one that they made in the sprint. Yeah, I'm thinking myself, Aston. Yeah, no, no, it's Lombardia. Yeah, Lombardia. Yeah. Uh, So Lombardia has a warm up race. That's what I was thinking. I was saying Aston, but I knew the track for some reason. I I I thought of Aston too because these this track uh, in Italy they have these built up walls. In the middle, these riders ride the walls for berms. It's yeah, sick. it's sick. Um, so uh, Lupino Caroli was out testing. They actually f- showed the day of them testing and actually started the video of them breaking in the track, which the track is already broken in. <laughs> so coming from a, a guy that <clears throat> does testing for a living, I don't know how many times I've gone over to Europe and these tracks are not prepped like here in America. And then we get there. Let's say we start on a Monday. And they're like, okay, we have uh, some clamp testing today. We have some suspension testing and some ECU testing. So um, in the world of production testing, most of the time we have uh, competitors' motorcycles there along with our motorcycles to compare and test. And then you got to go get comfortable on a track. One, you're in Europe, different style of track. (laughs) Two, the fucking bumps are way different there. So when I watch this Caroli Lupino video – there is bumps. Big. Big, tall bumps on the landings of these jumps. So if you guys can think of this, you're landing off of a jump, which you're already loading your suspension, and then you hit a fucking curb. <laughs> and it unloads your bike. So it's very difficult as a rider. I don't know if you showed up to your local track at 1 p.m. when they started practice at 9. It's very hard to adapt to a, a track that's already evolved yeah. when you get there hard for your trash. first lap. Mm-hmm. So... Not only that, this is another thing I took away. The track is hard packed. They might have watered it, but they left it from the weekend or whatever, a race. And then to get to know the track of where you need to go as a test rider, because test lines versus normal race or practice day lines are totally different. You have to go in the fucking bumps to test. Right. You can't go around the bumps. I saw Corolla go around a couple bumps. I'm like, eh. That's not doing anything if you guys are doing suspension or chassis. Right. Like you need to go into the fucking bump somehow to feel it. Um, so evolving with the track is very difficult for one. And then riding these bumps and these these ruts that are that have hardened up, they don't move, is unbelievable. And then I was watching the bike. The bike sounds like it is fucking peppy, dude. Like it is what. Like it, and with this valve or whatever, this I was new, gonna say they have the whole different. Yeah, they have the MotoGP valve. So there, there is that thing will rev for days, but it sounds like it is very free, very peppy. I can just hear the bike, right? So when they get on it, there's no like whoa. It's like whoa, whoa. It's very quick. So that bike is gonna feel light. I feel like yeah. for one, uh, two. If they can connect that power to the rear wheel, that's gonna be impressive. Um, but the frame and the chassis is very Honda-like. It, it, it looks like the exact same. It looks like a Honda frame. So I found out that this whole project started out with the Honda 450. 
this is where they based everything off. <laughs> and this is very common in in the production yeah. world. When I was at Alta, we started with a Honda frame. And they mimicked the Alta frame schematically, dimensions, everything from a Honda. That is how they developed their bike. Yeah. Uh, so Ducati engineers found out that, hey, we want our bike to do X, Y, Z. Or maybe the test rider said, hey, I like this about a Honda. And then they started to build their frame around that. Now, if you look at the frame, it looks very, very close to a Honda frame, period. Right. But I can tell you it is not. It is maybe the the, the spars coming down are similar and the engine mounts look similar, but those are a little bit different. But I can tell you the linkage is going to be different. Uh, the head tube area is going to be different. So I think what we see from where we could see it is a Honda, but you can just tell it started its life that way. Yeah. Uh, once the Triumph comes out, we can talk more about this, and I'm going to do a show about the evolution of the Triumph and everything, as long as I got permission and I can talk about it, because it's very interesting for you guys, I feel like, from from where I started and to where it is now. Um, I'm sure that Ducati is a similar thing. So um, every bike that is new, and there hasn't been a lot of these in the past 15 years, uh, Kawasaki, Honda, Suzuki, KTM, these these all been around forever. We haven't had a brand new big but, brand come yeah. into our sport. Beta is kind of new, right. but even they had a base already. So when you have a new company like Ducati and Triumph coming out, they have to start somewhere. So why the fuck would they just design their own frame yeah. and waste time? Yeah. Makes no sense. You have to start somewhere that's proven, right? And then <laughs> yeah. evolve that from there. You can't have the exact same frame because you will get sued like a mofo. Yeah. So can you buy the rights to it though? No. No, but I mean it's like I think it's fifteen percent or something. It's got to be fifteen percent different. You ha they have to change <coughs> it, right? So everything starts out. So you guys out there that it's just a fucking KTM. I'm sick of that shit. Yeah. It's not a Triumph. Isn't a KTM? Sure. Th there's things that look like a KTM. It has to start its life somewhere, right? When you're born, you come out of mom's vagina, you're a fucking human being. Yep. Right? You mm -hmm. look like a fucking human being. Where? Because we're human fucking beings. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're going to come out some weird looking motherfucker, like alien looking thing? That's uh, it's not happening. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's, it, <laughs> this yeah, is it, how I get upset because you're like, it's a KTM. It's not a KTM. You can literally go do something to yourself when you say that to me because yeah. it has to start somewhere. KTM, uh, good on them, man. They, they've they made every brand better. Yep. Right? They made every brand better. But it's so funny because everyone always says, oh, it's just a KTM. KTM is the only one with a steel frame on the market. I would be the first one to tell you guys if it was a KTM. I'm not here to bullshit you. I'm not to tell you to suck this guy's dong more than the other. Like, it's not a KTM. Okay? And this Ducati won't be a Honda. Right. That's what I'm trying to tell people out there. Yeah. Um, there is a process. There's an evolution of things, and things evolve. Luckily, let's be happy that we get to see some. This interests me. When I see videos like this, I get excited. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is cool. This is behind the scenes. This is what I do. I like how they do it. I look it over at the engineers looking at Antonio. I'm wondering what they're talking about. These are the things that I like. Right. Like, let's not talk shit about it. Let's actually enjoy what we're seeing and enjoy people coming to our sport mm -hmm. triumph and ducati triumph is a huge brand but they're 
street oriented. Ducati, street <coughs> oriented, huge brand. Yeah. Dude. A lot of money coming to our industry right now. Yeah. So let's be happy. Now, let's calm down the price point because I'm sure Ducati is going to come in <laughs> at a pretty penny. So that bike oh, that they showed, sure. is that is that their race bike or is that how the bike's coming off the I don't I, know. No one really looks, knows that, It looks right? stock. It looks so they're going to have to have – I'm sure that's going to be what they're racing, but the production one's going to be uh, similar. Whatever they're doing suspension-wise, they're coming out with Showa. They're having Showa stuff. I right. know that. Um, it's a Honda. So – there are some things that they're using that's Honda. Again, it has to evolve somewhere. Now, what we'll see in 2026 when it becomes available for us, right. I don't know. Maybe it will be something different, but I doubt they will be starting with Showa if they're going somewhere else. Right. Um, I'm sure Lupino and Antonio are double dipping. They're doing race team stuff and production stuff, unless they have a production guy that we don't see, and I haven't <laughs> seen that yet. Right. And most terms like for me i'm not a race team guy i'm a production guy if yeah. race team needs help i'm here to help but right. they have uh you know i like ivan is triumph's race team guy right he can currently still ride supercross at a high level so they're going to use him to develop but they're still going to have here in america they have a production-based rule so they're going to use production stuff yep. there it's not like that but right. i don't see them using different parts so drastically that they're going to set themselves right. back for production yeah yeah, yeah, they'll just have their bolt-on stuff, pipes, triple clamps, you know. I just thought it was very interesting how the people were like, oh, my God, that track. Yeah, that is normal. Yeah. That is how testing is. You don't go, see a groomed track. Go look Go look at, uh, like, people that, that question that. Like, go get some of these European riders on Instagram. Yeah. Go get go pull Jeffrey Hurling's account up. Look at the tracks that guy rides on. And that's but why I laugh. That's Europe. But not yeah. even yeah. that, just in the production world. Like, we don't go to tracks that are groomed right it's not going to teach us anything right so when you guys say hey I'm, I'm i'm taking my stock shit off i'm going to someone look <laughs> there is some uh testing involved in stock motorcycle it's just right. not some piece of shit they're putting in the dealership right um sure it might be soft because you have to have a wide range or stiff one of the two yeah and they missed the mark trust me yeah. i've been a part of stuff that's been missed the mark yeah um uh but <laughs> You have a wider range in the production world, so you have to develop a lot of different things. And I've been a part of that process. When you show up to a track, you're like, oh, my God, I got to ride this track, and I got to learn it, and I don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. On top like, of that, I'm going to do 300 laps in the next two weeks. And Yes, and you got to pace yourself, right? And you got to think about what you're doing. Right, and then yeah, I think about the consumer when I'm doing this. Right? I'm thinking about, okay, do I like this? Yes. Why do I like that? And then you got to write a fucking 10-page fucking uh article about what's good and what's not and then i know i'm 175 pounds is it going to work for your 220 pound house i got to think about that right so it's just different um so i just i really enjoy the production testing um whole thing like i i think it's very complex it's hard to do the engineers that i work with uh are very, very smart people. Like some of the guys I've been to part with Triumph are just really, they're very involved. They're very passionate. Unlike other people that I've been with at other manufacturers, they were very involved and very passionate, but they were very close-minded. What I like about Triumph is that they're open-minded. Like our guy Panda, Panda. That's, that's what we're using his Portugal name. We're going to call him Panda, right? Our guy Panda at Triumph is a very open-minded dude and he loves what he's doing and he listens, right? And then that goes up 
the chain <laughs> and they listen. So that's what's really cool about that brand. And I've been a part of other brands that aren't really like that because, hey, this is what we're doing. We understand we're going to take your feedback, but at the end of the day, we're still going to do what we're going to do. Yeah. That's very difficult for me as a test rider. And then you go and you're the test rider. People are like, oh, aren't you the, the, the Honda guy? Well, why, is your, why is the bike this way? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's uh, not what I wrote. It's not what I uh, what I wanted, but like it is what it is. So I don't know. It's just the production based world, the testing world is very complex. It's very hard to do. It's very hard to nail, and and I really respect it. So it's cool to see Ducati come in here, ride tracks like that, and give us a snippet of what it's really like because that's real shit right there. When you get to a track and you got to ride crap for a week, it, it's gnarly, mm-hmm. and they're they're working hard. It looks like so that's really cool, and it's, and it's even. I get excited. I could talk about two hours like this. It's even cooler for me to see a guy like Antonio, as fucking gnarly as he is, he's doing this. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to do this nope. shit. <laughs> but he loves to ride. Couch. We got a call from Andrew Short this morning as we're leaving the driveway. He's got some lined up. He want he wants to test. He doesn't need the money. He just wants to fucking ride. Yeah. So exact it's cool words. to see these guys at a level <laughs> that were very high that want to do the grunt work. Right. It's just cool. I don't know. I like it. Because that's what we are. I'm I'm nobody. I'm the guy behind the guy behind the guy. Like, no one even knows what the fuck's going on. But I don't care because I like the process. Right. I enjoy it. So uh, it's really cool. I'm, I'm happy to see Ducati. The bike looks, sounds really fucking cool. So I'm excited to ride it. Yeah. Be cool. So Ducati, whenever you're ready, I'm ready to ride it. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it won't be till 2026 when all of us media idiots get to ride it. But, I uh, thought it was 25. 25, they're in the GPs. So maybe we will ride it. I thought this, I thought this year they're in GPs, and then 25 they're doing it, and then... They're riding the Italian Championships. Uh, yep. And then GPs is from what I heard in Anaheim 1 when I overheard a conversation. Uh, and then in 26, they will have... So maybe they'll dabble a little bit here in 25 at some races to figure it out for 26, but nonetheless, not a full effort, I don't think, until 26. So anyway, that wraps up our show. It it's is. an hour and a half of uh, just a bunch of shit. There's a Jersey Mike sandwich sitting in the... Uh, I was out there looking for it. Yeah. Wow. A Jersey Mike. Chill out, dude. These are my co-hosts, everybody. <laughs> how about just sitting your, how there, about your kid? back, coughing, talking about Jersey hey. Mike's. How about your me? kid almost killed me? And that, when you ask them, so tell me, how is it back there? What? Well, I need some more information. When you ask Junior, when when you start talking about being back there in Georgia. Yeah. Uh-huh. So tell me how it is back there. Well, I, I mean, like, what? Like, I need. Well, you can't just, you can't just straight There's... up blankly say that. You know what it's like? I'm going to the best referred way. This <laughs> is like running a paddle tire at Glen Helen, and it is concrete. And then, but you have to find that, that cushion, it, that, it, that pillow so you can get that traction his, coming out. His analogies out. are really bad. He needs to work on them. <laughs> Your, the, his question was very open to well, like, for you I mean, to take I can off. Tell you, I can you go. You could have taken go. off and went for an hour. Like just This podcast, when we listen to Pat McAfee, it's stories. That's it. Listen to the stories. Well, yeah, I can go off on many things, but I don't know. I get told to shut up sometimes because I well, start to talk too much. So you guys When have I ever told you to shut up on the show? Never. If you have a story, you could have started that whole thing off like, you know what? Well, I'm at Mike's now. I got my own room and just started it all off. You know, me and Mike drink coffee on the way of the, the thing. Me and Mike work out. I love this crepe place. I walk to the fucking crepe place every day and eat crepes. Like, that's what people want to know. Sonoya's yeah. built we off know the that you're dead. writing. I, people want to know the 
what's the, the hidden stuff? Yeah. There really is no hidden stuff. Let's talk it. about the, the place that you're living in. Okay. So where Aiden's living is, if you guys are fans of The Walking Dead, the show. The whole town <laughs> is built literally for I the show. I forgot about that. Yeah. So this town was built as a set for The Walking Dead. Yes. If you look up Sonoya, Georgia, this is where he's at. And the house that Mike and Aiden are in was part of the set. There is the walls that they had around this whole town for the set when it was running. The walls have been obviously put cut down, Removed. but then there's still some around the town that they left. There's like there's like two laying in the empty lot right next to Mike's house. <laughs> They're just laying there. So people will walk around because they know it's where. Right, right, right. So people are just like want to check it out. Walking Dead fans yeah. are just looking at it. Right. There's a whole museum in there too. Found out. So you eat at the crate place. Eat at the crate place. Nick and Norman's is a restaurant that's that's pretty like, good. I had that. that it's was, really good. The it's burger kinda, was good. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a mixture. It's like it's like a uh, it's like a BJ's basically. It's like a BJ's except it's Nick and Norman's and it's ran by the director of The Walking Dead. No, it's not. No, it is. The director owns it's not it. Not ran. It might be owned. It's yeah. owned. Sorry, it's owned. That's what okay. I meant. It's owned. It's like homeboy ain't working there. He's not flipping burgers. Uh, the gym. <laughs> so everything is all. We all walked everything. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, that's that's small town, East Coast. Yep. yep. The gym is same town is right there. Walk there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's really it. That's really all I do. Do you and Mike hold hands to go to the crepes together? Uh, no. You tell Mike he's gonna get his ass kicked by me. Uh, no. His exact words are, are I'm washed up. I don't ride dirt bikes anymore. <laughs> Your daddy's gonna beat me this year. This is it, Mike. And then he just yeah. Oh yeah. He low keys it. And then I get a call the next day, dude, I hit the Supercross truck. I was ripping, dude. <laughs> I hit the jump first lap. It's pretty amazing. 52 years old and he's still a good rider. But then you get Jalik, and then Jalik calls me and says, dude, Mike sucks, dude. He can't ride a dirt bike for <laughs> shit anymore. That's what I get. So I don't know who Every time I call Aiden when he's back, Heather and I are calling, hey, how's it going? It's just I just hear shit talking the whole time. <laughs> These guys. Right up his alley. Yeah. <laughs> he's then he tries to bring it here. I go, don't bring it back here, yeah. dude. You can't do that to us. We're not East Coast. We're West Coast. We're too sensitive out here. Yeah. We have yeah feelings you, especially you. We got our feelings hurt. Yeah, especially you. <coughs> All right. Anything else we got to show? Um, that's it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh, non, basically non-testing-based show. It's just a bunch of just, opinions and yeah, it's all stories. Right. It's okay. We had, some, uh, we had some fun stuff in here, mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, hit me up, Chris, at Kiefer Inc. Testing dot com if you like it if you want more of the stuff or if you say suck it Kiefer I hate it I'm down for whatever yep unlike my son what he said I had, do have thick skin I can handle it I was talking about Eddie oh okay uh, Eddie at KieferInkTesting dot com for mechanical questions and if you're a mouth breather 18 years old Aiden at KieferInkTesting dot com <laughs> A-D-E-N I had a guy this is a good I had a guy email me the other day he's like I didn't know what it was about and then I started reading I'm like what's this guy talking about Kiefer I have a kid. I know exactly what you're saying, dude. I don't know what the fuck's going on in his head. And then it pans. <laughs> it's a video. I go click on it. It's a video of this kid. He's like lubing his dad's chain. He's like, see what I'm saying? And the kid's like, huh? <laughs> and he's just fucking mouth breathing. And I'm like, dude, that's so rad. I go, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I feel your pain, man. <laughs> I'm like, that goes so good. That's classic. Uh, so, yeah. So, if you're a child, 18-year-old. <laughs> We're just, I used to say child. He's an adult now. We're just trying to find our way, dude. A-D-E-N at KieferInkTesting.com. And if you want some merch, that's available. Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. Or just simply click the shop 
on our website and order away. That is there for you. So thank you for the people that do that and support our brand, our little old brand here in the high des. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about next week, but it'll be something good. Just give it up for something good, you know? Yep. Give it up. Give, give it up. up. Give it up. Oh, yeah, Pat McAfee. Give it up. Give it up for something good, everybody. Give All it right. up. Hey, give it up for Eddie. Give it up for Eddie. Give it up for everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week or see you at the track. Bye. Later, guys. <laughs>